been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. Yo, yo, yo. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Lounging with Skip. And I'm sitting here today with a St. Louis legend. What? One of the top female MCs in the Lou. Moved to LA. Made a name for herself. Had like one of the biggest hits that came out of St. Louis. And what was that, 2015, 2016? 14. 2014. I got Miss 007 in the house, y'all. What's going yeah. on? Woo-woo. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Miss 007. I didn't know I was a St. Louis legend. Is that you're what I am? You're a St. Louis legend. <laughs> you're a St. Louis legend. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I've seen you, you know, build yourself up, you know what I mean, in St. Louis and, 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 and stepped out of St. Louis and moved to... LA to pursue your dreams, your passion, you know what I mean? So a lot of, you know, a lot of things that some people in St. Louis with the same type of dreams and aspirations are afraid to do. And, you know, I, I, I commend you in that because I, my, I myself did the same thing. Yeah. Know, uh, eight, almost eight years ago now. Um, Damn, that long? Yeah, I, I moved. I told somebody, I said about eight years ago. And yeah. then I was like, I don't know, maybe six. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I moved, uh, I left St. Louis March of 2010. Wow, March so. must be the, the month when you know. Yeah, you got Because I came here March 2013 and on a two-week round trip uh-huh. and never left. Okay, okay. So tell me your, your beginnings. What, what, what got you started? You know what I'm saying? Where'd you grow up? You know, talk about your beginnings. Well, I was born in a small little town, <laughs> Delwood, Missouri. Delwood. Okay. Yep. Off I was street? born in Delwood, off South Floridale and Dunmore. Okay, that's off of what Main Street though? Chambers in okay. West Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over what? there, over there in the infamous. The infamous, uh, 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 yeah, the infamous area where Boy, yeah. all that all that shit went down. Yeah, yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I was born. And then I grew up mostly in Ferguson on Forestwood. Mm. Graduated, went to all the Ferguson Florida schools. Okay, Griffith, Ferguson Middle, okay. McClure. Oh, you went to McClure? Mm-hmm. Graduated from McClure? Yeah, but I ain't gonna tell you what year because I've been lying about my age a long time now. Okay, okay. And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I gotta make up what year I graduated. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 28. Okay, okay. <laughs> so let me see. That's 28. Dude. That's like, uh, that's, that's, that's like 2008. Yeah, something like yeah, that. 2007. Uh, okay. You right on it, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> No, but yeah, I graduated from McCool, and um, it's funny because I was a gospel singer. I was singing mm. in church with my dad, and um, yeah, I turned 18 and moved out. Well, you were singing gospel, like what, at what age? Birth. Mm, okay. Like, I, been, I was, I, everybody who knows me knows me to be a singer, okay. not a rapper. Wow. Okay. Like, people who know me. They know you from back Who knows in the day when Shannon you was, when you were singing. Yeah, they know me for singing. That's okay. it. Nothing more. The rap thing just. So you were singing in high school. High school at choir, gospel choir, choir. honors okay. choir, all the choirs. Okay. Yes, from all every grade, elementary on up. Okay. Choir. What, what was like some of your influences growing up musically? Uh, Yolanda Adams, Karen Clark, gospel. Hmm. Gospel. So you wasn't Whitney Houston. Okay. I wasn't even listening. My parents are ministers. Mm. They were deacons. They're ministers now. But okay. I wasn't even allowed to listen to secular music in the house mm. unless it was like from movie soundtrack. Like my favorite soundtrack growing up, the most secular music I ever heard was from. Um, <laughs> I don't know why this just dropped out my brain, but uh, Wayne Exhale. Okay. Okay. And bodyguard. Okay. okay. So I was a big, I guess you could say Whitney Houston. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was R and B. That was R and B too. Okay. So no, so no rap music. Uh, uh-uh. that was the devil. Wow. Okay. We we learned that in in church at mm. Sunday. 
rap music was the devil. Starting with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They wasn't having it. Because they had them Ouija boards. They wasn't having it. They wasn't having it. So, yeah, that's, that was, that's the history of where my music started. But my brother is like my main, main influence. Mm-hmm. Because he's a jazz musician and I grew up listening to the sound of a trumpet from birth. Okay. Uh, every day of my life until he moved out. Mm. So I grew up hearing gospel and jazz. Okay. And he was just so ambitious. And when he left, he was like, I'm going to make it. Mm. And I always followed up behind him. So he was like my main, like, first inspirer, I should sort of speak, mm-hmm. on a personal level. And so, um, when you graduated from high school, then what happened? Graduated from high school, and I was just out there. I wasn't doing nothing. I was throwing parties with my friends. We was th- <laughs> we was trying to be like the top promoters in St. Louis. Okay. What, what was the name of the company? Pluto ENT. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. And that that was that was you and me, Michelle, Naisha, Danielle, a couple other girls who not around. Now some other girls who are around. Okay. But it pretty much consists always consists of about seven or eight of us. Now I knew I, I know I heard of that name through like uh, was it Rose Gold? Yeah, yeah. he's always mentioned that name a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So what happened with Pluto was we started out as a community group. Well, what we would do Pluto stands for princesses like us taking over. Okay. So we would be at all the clubs all the time every weekend, and we got really really cool with security. Which what meant, clubs? We would be at Onyx. We mostly we would be at Onyx, uh, the casino on the east side, and then we would be when it switched over, we'd be at like Dante's, uh, the Loft, places like that. Okay. But we would literally, I would, we would all put our money together, and I would cook like five course meals mm. and bring them to the club and feed the security and staff. Wow. And that's how Pluto really got known. Okay. Um, and then we started like promoting, throwing little parties mm-hmm. and open mics because all the guys that we knew rapped like mm-hmm. Ray the Kid and Oops and mm-hmm. um, um, Grits and all the dudes we knew rapped. So we would start throwing little showcases too, okay. which weren't really that successful at the time. Right, right, right. Because right. that the, you know, stuff like the showcases, people would come just to see who they want to see and then they would leave. Yeah, but we were so new at that. Our thing was really just being at the club. That's how people knew us. We, you know, it's just some people were just known for being at the club. Right. We were those group of girls that was just known for being at the club and showing up with food, free food for everybody. I was frying chicken, smothered potatoes, wow. corn, fruit, all kind of stuff, just bringing it to the club in pants, and we was getting in free every party. Mm. And that's how Pluto, and then that's how I kind of like met Mocha Latte. Mm. And she was, I asked her how I could become the princess of the city because I would hear her say. So you, so you asked her that? Yes. Okay. I asked, she, because I would hear her on the mic saying she was the queen of the city. Okay. So I asked her, we, one day we was at Dante's and I heard her on the mic and I kept telling Pluto, that's what I want to do, whatever her job is. Mm. I want to MC host parties. That's what I want to do. Okay. Like, that's who I want to be. Mm. And so I walked up to her in Dante's one day and was like, how can I become the princess of the city? Like, what she tell you? She told me that I had it was going to take hard work and dedication, and I had to not burn any bridges and build relationships, and I could do it. Mm-hmm. And so, now, what year was this? <clears throat> this had to be, oh, Jesus. Okay, so uh, mind you, Pluto is crazy. We, for some reason, could not live without each other. So we all moved in Nico Terrace, which is <laughs> in the hood, okay. in the county hood of St. Louis, off Chambers yeah. at uh, Halls Ferry. Wow, okay. Yeah. And everybody had their own apartment. We had six apartments. Over there, uh, Chambers and Halls Ferry, that's in the little Behind that little school and down the hill in the little dip. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Thing I know you're talking about over there by the dominoes and the, the it's the, the emo. rallies, or rallies, yeah, the emo, emo. Yeah, 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 behind yeah. the emo, okay, and, them, and they look exactly, okay, okay. So we piled up and everything, anyway. That was about 07 08, mm. 
I started rapping yeah about oh eight. Now by this time you was hearing how you want it, show me my phone it. Yeah. How you want it, and then so you and <laughs> jump stupid, ready kid. Okay. Yep, and that's when it started. And that's when you was like, I think I want to rap. Well, we started hanging out with Unladylike. Mm. Now, by this time, they didn't have their deal. They just had got their deal, right? They was on the verge of either getting it or had just got it. Okay. But we had got really cool with them because we was always in the club. Mm -hmm. And we was, they was having us get on stage with them. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I feel like I could probably do this. Mm -hmm. But that ain't even what started it. I had a friend who used to come see me and kick it with me in Nico Terrace. Okay. And he rapped, mm. and he pretty much challenged me. He came in the house, and he, well, everybody knew that my brother, he had did the, uh, she ain't got no money in the bank, yeah. Swiss Beats. Right. And so by then, everybody was like, oh, her brother on, she did it, because that's all I talked about. Like, my brother on, da, da, da. Now, who's your brother? So Hookman, Hookman, Marlon Hookman Bonds. Okay. Um, so he's a uh, Grammy-nominated songwriter, producer, uh, signed with Sony and all that. So uh, people used to send me music for him all the time. Mm -hmm. well, the homie used to come over and be like, "Tell me what you think of this. You would send this to your brother for real all the time." And so one day he walked in the house singing this song, like, "You like that? You like that? I'm moving. I'm moving. Still show him how Stella got a groove." Something he was just singing this song, and I was like. You know you think you hot, but you're not a rock the spot. I'll make it pop. And he was like, you can't rap. And I was like, well, I kind of could if I wanted to. I mean, I know all the DJs. I know all security. I know all the rappers. Mm -hmm. hey, I mean, I know everybody. Why Why can't I? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody know Pluto. Everybody know Big Shannon. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't I? He was like, man. I, he was like, uh, I, I, he was like, he pretty much challenged me to write a sixteen to the hook or whatever, and he gave me a beat, and I stayed up all night to write that sixteen and wrote that verse. And the next day, he didn't come mm. over like he was supposed to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I went all running through Berkeley looking for him. That's where he's from. Running through the hood looking for him. Found him, spit the verse for him. He was like. Hey, if you don't finish that song, you'll be stupid. Mm -hmm. So I finished the song, switched up the hook a little bit, because he technically had written that hook, but I like rewrote it, most of it, and then recorded the song, and that's how I got my first song. Now, where'd you go to record it? Okay, so at the time, I was an academic coach at okay. Berkeley, McClure South Berkeley. Okay. And I was uh, working on a girl program through Flow Valley, and they had hired a bunch of people to help these kids graduate from high school on time. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the academic coaches, and um, I had 17 students. Da -da -da -da. One of my students, his name was Big Mook, mm -hmm. and he um, he uh, rapped in, but he was like everybody engineer, everybody recorded with him, even the homeboy who had told me to finish the song. That was who he recorded with. Okay. So literally, this was like some whoop that trick. Like mm -hmm. this is a whoop that trick moment. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about mattress up against the closet. Mm -hmm. Like it was like one of them hood moments. Mm -hmm. And I recorded my first song. And now, when you got that first song in your hand, first you know you recorded it. You like you're hearing yourself play back. You like okay, 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 and then. I couldn't believe it. Nobody could believe it. Okay. Nobody could believe it. But the beat belonged to somebody, so my brother told me I couldn't perform it. Mm. And I had to wait till he sent me another beat, uh, which he did. But even before that, hold on. When I knew I wanted to rap, because I skipped a small little part, we was in Dante's. Mm. This was like, I wrote this verse on a Wednesday. Dante's popped every Thursday. Okay. Thursday came, I'm like, y'all, I got to get the mic. Mocha going to be there. Crystal, he's spinning. They going to let me, like, because they already, they know me. So, Ray the Kid was doing his song, Jump Stupid. And at this time, they would let everybody, when they play their song, get the mic and jump mm. on this little bitty ass stage yeah. and perform that shit. Yeah. Well, when Ray the Kid got up there, I asked him, hand me the mic on your second verse. Mm. I want to spit some. He like, you don't rap. I'm like. Nigga, hand me the mic mm -hmm. 
on your second verse and he did it and i spit that one verse out this was before i finished it and recorded it okay i had one verse to my name okay, okay. <laughs> he handed me the mic and I, I stood in the middle of the club and everybody formed this whole like crowd around me spotlight everything and the whole club went crazy like who is she? Is this the Just Stupid remix? What is this? Like, everybody went crazy and the energy was just so big. I looked at my girls and was like, I'm about to do this. I'm doing this. <laughs> that was the moment, I mean, like, because you got to realize too, I was the fat kid in my whole life. I had poor self esteem, low self esteem. I didn't really have a whole lot of attention, so I would try to create moments where I, which is why I would cook and bring food to the club. I would try to create friendships and relationships to get people to just notice me. To gravitate towards you. Exactly. And food was one of my mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. cooking for people. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I was like, oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. This this it right here. Okay. This. This this is my life forever. Like, okay. <laughs> ain't no turning back. Okay. Then I went and recorded it. Okay. I recorded the remix. The, the song. No. Okay. The song you liked that 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 got me really known in St. Louis okay. for the first song now, that was, was called the Big Girl Anthem. Now what song was that? It was called You Like That. Mm. How'd it go? Uh, you like that? You like that? I'm moving. I'm moving. I show them how Pluto got that groove back. I think that I remember groove that. Back. Gone big girl, make it clap and get loose. So every radio station within thirty days, they was playing it on ninety five point five, hundred point three B, high one hundred four. Yes, I was on all three radio stations. Okay, so for artists that are trying to understand this part, how did you get your music out there to where they were able to play it in the mix and things like that? How'd you go about doing that? If I gotta be a hundred percent honest about St. Louis. You really got to go rub the elbows with some DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was feeding them. Mm-hmm. I was already bringing them food. Mm-hmm. I was cool with them. Mm-hmm. I, I low-key, I ain't going to say I cheated, but I had already built a relationship and a rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I believe. But I, And then, honestly, I ain't going to even say that because I was cool with a lot of rappers, so I knew when all the open mics was, too. Mm-hmm. So I started showing up to open mics. And once I started showing up to open mics, some of the DJs was there. Well, then I would, because when, um, because I knew the DJs, mm-hmm. Chris Dow was the first DJ to play my record. Once I recorded in it. In the club night, or on the radio? In the club. Okay. When I first uh, recorded it the same day, I took it straight to Dante's that night and handed the CD to Mocha Latte. Mocha Latte handed it right to Chris Dow and he put it right in without even asking what it was. Mm. And the whole club was going crazy. So so you built these relationships up to where they were like, all right, well, she good. You know what I'm saying? Whatever she bring me, it's obviously going to be something. So at least, so just play. Pretty much. I mean, it. that's pretty much how it happened. Okay. So things started moving. Your, your song was playing. Then what? Um, Bishop V. Love had a huge showcase. It was like 42 artists. And... Um, I was the last artist to perform. <laughs> out of 42? Out of 42 artists. I was number 42. Sheesh. My whole family was there. This was the biggest showcase I had. Where was this at? This was at Spruce. And every single DJ in the city of St. Louis and Eastside was there. And they was there the entire 42 acts? They were the judges, yes. He had every DJ. It's probably the first and last time this ever happened. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. they was all in the building. I'm talking about... All the DJs you can remember or name from yeah. back then, yeah. from I'm, I mean AJ, Cubs to AJs yeah. to Fensters to I mean everybody Quinn, mm-hmm. everybody you can name who is anybody Odie, mm-hmm. everybody was in the building. Okay. Sir Thorough, Cuddy, all of them was there, okay. and I won. Like, it was like, I performed. You was number 42. I I performed, and they were so tired. When After I performed, it was like, and the winner is Miss 007. Yes. Damn. And the whole club was mad. And I was like, I said this whole time. What you mean? They was mad? (laughs) Yeah, everybody was mad. The artists? Yeah. I don't even know. I have no idea. But after that, it was just, it was, it was. 
no turning back. I was doing all the open mics. This is when um, J House and yeah. um, Baby was doing their thing. Baby was giving away five hundred every Wednesday. I was win. I won it every, every week for months. You was winning five hundred every week. I literally lived off that whole little mic open mic thing um, mm-hmm. contest thing mm-hmm. for like. Like a whole summer, like wow. five, at least five months. Really? A good five, six months. So you racked up about. I mean, because you got to realize it that's, was that's, him. That's two grand a month. Well, you got to realize too, it was him doing 500 on Wednesday. Jay House giving away like two, 300 another day. And then somebody else was doing like 100 on a whole another day. And you was winning those? All three of them a week. That, like I was making about six, $700 a week in shows. Okay, okay. Like, okay, okay. In shows. And then one day my brother came home. Mind you, all of me, all my songs on the radio. Now I done put out a few other songs. Did a song with uh, County Brown. Mm. Uh, and I did a whole bunch of little other songs. And then by then, Get Rich was out. was another big song that I did in St. Louis. It won me a lot of showcases. And it was on, on the radio a lot. Um... But by the time I Get Rich got out, my brother was sending me a lot of beats by then. Mm-hmm. And I was, by then, it was kind of a situation where he was doing the hooks, I was doing the verses. He was doing the beats and the hooks, and I was doing the verses. Using that. She ain't got no money in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, then, well, I was, the, vo- the hooks were still in my voice. He was just writing the hooks. Okay, okay. And he still kind of, well, most of the time, like, well, important, the song that I got, did yeah, not. No. Okay. I wrote that, but okay. So most of my hooks, that's why his name is Hook Man, because okay. he will put the whole song together and then I'll do my verses. Right. So okay, so you was winning these these showcases. You were going about that. What was the? Because for me, I know I started noticing you more when you did important. Now important, you recorded that before you moved to LA. Right? No. Okay. Okay. Well, before we even get to that. So, um, then, okay, you win those showcases. Then what happens after that? So, so when the second song came out that it was that I got real popular in St. Louis, Get Rich, my brother had came in town. Well, he had never seen me in my rap atmosphere. Okay. So I begged him to come to the loft with me one night. Sir Thurl and Cuddy was there, Lugati boys. They was doing their thing. Mm-hmm. It was live on the air. It was crazy. Yes, usual, packed. Mm-hmm. And they spent my record. As soon as me and my brother walked in the club, the record dropped. Mm. And he like, damn. Like, as soon as they put eyes on me, the song dropped. Okay. Not unplanned, none of that. That's just what happened when you somebody in St. Louis and yeah. they see you walk in the club. Sure. So we, he walk in. I, I, we got a VIP section, bottles, all that. All that's ready. Because at the, that time... Uh, I would have partnered with my friend Belle, and she was doing yeah. like um, Certified Fridays, Mike Check Mondays, mm-hmm. and I would help her promote those events. Mm-hmm. And so we would always have free VIP and bottom mm-hmm. service and stuff for you know assisting her with that stuff. Okay. So when he came in, he like, man, she got it cracking. You know, DJ, he the pander to the mic, and he know Sir Thurl to be one of the top DJs mm-hmm. in St. Louis, and. He like, yeah, I like what you did. Because he mm-hmm. hadn't seen any right. of this. He right. just like, I'm sending her music. Right. And I don't know what she really doing. She's really saying do- she's doing this. Yeah. I ain't seen it. <laughs> he ain't seen it. So when he saw that, he was like, I want you to come to L.A. Mm. I want you to come to L.A. He was already hurt in L.A. So I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. My birthday coming up. And I'm what year was this? 2013, March okay. of 2013. Okay. And matter of fact, it was March the 15th that I got to LA and I was on a two week round trip ticket. And two days before my flight, we we recorded Important. And after we recorded Important, we recorded this other song called Princess Stoner. And then we recorded this other song. And in the midst of them three songs, he looked at me and said, because mind you, at this time, I was in my third year in college, finally. Mm. And um, about semester and a half away from having my bachelor's in business administration and management. So he looked me dead square in my face and was like, yo, you want to go sit back in the classroom or you want to stay here and fulfill your dreams? And I was like, I'm staying. Mm-hmm. 
And I dropped out of school, stayed, I never left. And this was March? 2013. 2013. You made your, your, your journey from St. Louis to LA. Yep. Now, at this time, you had already recorded Important. Mm -hmm. Wasn't know, out yet, but it was recorded. It was recorded. What made you all pick that record to, for that to be like the song that you're really going to push and go behind, get behind? I, honestly, I tell my brother all the time, I don't think it was intentional. And if it was, it wasn't for me. I li he literally called me and said, pack a bag. We're going to go to St. Louis and record. I mean, do this, shoot this video to important. Mm. And I was like, what? I need to call people. I got a set schedule. I got to get people to show up. I got to get venues. I got, what you mean? He's like, it'll work out. Just pack a bag. I'm already to book the flight. Let's go to St. Louis. And I was like, all right, okay, let me start calling some people, mm -hmm. you know, because I want certain people mm -hmm. in the video at least, you know. And so I call, it worked out. I got a few people to come out. Like, we made a big, a small crowd look like a big crowd. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, a lot of my friends, like, my girls couldn't make it. They had stuff going on, work and stuff like that. It just was like, Ugh, I got who I could. Um, I mean, yeah, because the video, it's, it still looked like it was still popping yeah. in the video. It didn't seem like all your girls were missing. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing Belle in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belle you know was in the mean? video. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Now, your brother did that track. Yes. He did he, that track. He, um, he did the hook, too? He produced it, and we kind of, we did the hook together. So, how that hook came about, he literally asked me, uh, when you walk in the club, how do you want to feel? And I was like, important. And he was like, I'm like, you know, when I walk in the club, I want everybody to know my name. And, you know, just, <clears throat> we had a conversation. Mm -hmm. And he was like, how would you say it if you had an attitude? Like, if somebody was pissing you off. I'm like, I'm important, bitch. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like that. And he was like, Alright, and as he was making the beat, he just started saying stuff, and I kind of just, we was going back and forth, mm -hmm. and it's just, yeah, I'm, bitch, important. I'm important, bitch, I'm important, I'm important, bitch, I'm important, he was like, nigga, wear that champagne, I'm poor, and it's just, it's just, that's how I came. Now, that song um, landed you, what was it, in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl, what was that, 2015? Yeah. That landed com in commercials. Yeah. Now, yeah. how did that happen? So, Important went viral. Uh, we put Important on Worldstar. That's pretty much the only, like, real investment we made. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, of course, the video was, like, a lot to shoot, cost a lot. We flew out our own videographer from out here and, you know, hired. hired he paid a lot of money for that. Video, like, I think, like, 10 grand. Thanks. Um, just to get it all the way done and edited and shot, you know, shit. venue, feeding people, you know, the whole budget. Your brother. Yeah, my brother. Shit. Yeah, 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 full investor. He, nobody gets put no money behind me mm. but him. Oh, and my, our parents. Mm -hmm. But, <laughs> yeah. and really him on the music end, if I needed something personal, it would come from parents. Because yeah. he's like, I can't take care of you. And, right. and, and, your, and you and your career yeah. got to be one yeah. of the other. Yeah. Call your mama if you need something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got the same mama. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, what was it? We? What was that? I was talking about how did that song land on oh, the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, my bad. What, it's, what, it's the weed. And, and what commercial was that? It was a Southwest Air commercial. So, what happened was the video, we put it on World Star, and it got about 600,000 views, but people were then taking it and putting it on Facebook, and their pages were getting millions of Mm. So I had about three or four different guys who posted it who I did not know. Thank God, thank God for them. Um, Corey Ward being one, uh, Montgomery, I can't think of his last name. A few people, but they basically posted it and they went viral. Mm. They it went viral from their page, mm. um, and then a lot of celebrities started posting it. So about total. Cross board between Vivo, Worldstar, and, and Facebook, it got about eight million. So it's on Vivo. Yeah. Okay. So if someone types in your name, Miss mm -hmm. Double O Seven, mm -hmm. spell it. 
MZ like zebra 007. It'll, that, that video will pop up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good shit. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it got about 8 million views. And from that, we just started getting calls and emails. Because mm. he didn't attach, my brother didn't attach nothing to the video but my, but his, his personal email. Mm. And so all types of production companies and TV people start hitting me up. Like, who are you? What do you do? Do you act? This and that and the other. Mm. And Southwest Air hit us up and was like, yo, we want to use this in a, in a commercial for the Super Bowl. And this was the last year the Rams played in the Super Bowl and from St. Louis. Mm. Um, so it was like it's, it was like real monumental. Because yeah. everybody in the city was watching the right. game. yeah. And then all of a sudden, my shit come on. Yeah. Because I, so. I seen it. I seen it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, now, that was... That was some big... That was big shit. That was big. I I got paid off of that for about... A, I, what's this, 2018? Mm-hmm. Probably got my it? last check. That happened 2015. Probably got my last check, like, August. Mm. For that commercial. So it means they they've been airing that. that they, it still it was still, rolling. It still was rolling. In, but in different markets, like Texas was doing really well, so they kept it down there a long time. Mm, was was it running overseas? Or? Um, no, it was in the United States only. Mm. It was in the United States only, but it ran now almost two that, years. Now, how does that feel? How does something like that feel when you see? You That's know, wonderful because, because we know we've had conversations while we hit you up and be like, "Yo, what's up with you?" You know, your ass cap and all that type of stuff. And, you know what I mean? Getting um, on my head. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So <laughs> when something like that comes about, it's like, it's it's well worth it. It's like, okay. I mean, you go from winning showcases in St. Louis to your song being placed on a commercial during Super Bowl. Now, that's nothing but God. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's God saying to you, Keep continuing on doing what it is that you're doing. So by you being out here and you saw that, how are you feeling? I mean, if I could be 100% honest, I couldn't believe it till the check started rolling in. Like, honestly. And they was just popping up. They wasn't even, like, on no schedule. They yeah. was just... Yeah. 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 <laughs> couple times a month, like, hey! <laughs> so I don't... I don't I really, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, and honestly, like I was in a real bad situation, mm-hmm. not even a real bad situation, but just in a financial crunch. Mm-hmm. And I, I never really utilized LA for myself. I still haven't. Um, right. So let's, let's, let's get to that. So, you know, people think moving out here thing, everything is going to change immediately. Let's talk about the downside of, of, of you know, making now, that transition. I gotta transition. eat my snack oh, yeah, I do that. We got, we got a couple yeah. fat snacks yeah, with no, us no, today. No. Little popcorn. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, because I know that it can be hard, you know what I mean, making that transition from St. Louis. You being used to, you know, your surroundings. And then you come out here and then, you know, even though your brother was around, it's kind of like, and like with me, I, I, I had, you know, my cousin around. Or I had my friends, you know, a few friends around, mm-hmm. but you still feel lonely. Mm-hmm. You still feel far away from, you're far away from home still. So even certain things that you're going through that are positive, you can't fully enjoy it the Not way that all. you would if you were back home. Not at all. Not at all. So when things like that happen, yes, you were happy. Yes, you were excited. But you knew that if you were back home... Around your, you know, saying your. We probably would have watched the Super Bowl at the loft. We. Yeah, yeah, it it would have been a, a a whole party at yeah. the club. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you moving out here? What are some of the the, the downsides? I guess of, of you know for people the the reality uh, factor of people you know to kind of understand also m- making that transition. It's not always easy. And what was what was hard about it for you? Well, I would say the hardest part about it for me was doing it alone. Um, like you said, my brother was here, but we also are... Two individuals, two separate people. Right, and by the time I moved, because when I came, I was living with him, but it was always a temporary situation. Yeah. I've been on my own since I was 18, and I struggled in St. Louis, so coming to L.A. where the rent is three times what it was in St. Louis... Yeah. 
it's like, oh my God, like, I need some help. Yeah. Well, I started reaching out for all type of housing assistance, uh, food stamps, all kind of everything, and just to live. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, especially in then when you got goals and dreams, and you're like, oh, well, I can't get a nine to five because I got this video that's going viral, and I might get a show next week, mm-hmm. and I got to fly across the country because that's what was happening. I was doing shows. Yeah. So and you were doing shows off of that song? Yes, off important. I was being like, for some, I don't even know how, and I'm, I'm gonna just say this guy too. Some people may say it's not, but the gay community just became my fan base. Mm. Like they are the people who book me. Mm. That's who booked me. Numerous the, times. Only. Only. Okay. I haven't performed in a black club unless it was a friend or at home. Mm. Every club that I've been booked from New York to San Francisco to everywhere that I've been when Important popped off was a predominantly white, male, gay club. Mm. And I've sold out right here in L.A., um, a gay club, 3,500 plus people. Really? Chanting and cheering, I'm important. Really? (laughs) Really? Twice. So how many um, how many how many streams does uh, I'm important have on Spotify? I have no idea. Let's look. Let's look, cause I'm I'm curious to know. I mean, you got thirty. And but and people. I think it's only been on Spotify a year and a half. It haven't been on Spotify the whole time. Right, I know. I remember going on there looking like, is it on here? Is it on here? And it wasn't on there. Then it, it, we had a then whole argument about Spotify. Then it got on there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, she got it up on there now. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I, I trip off of little things like this. Because I'm real big and... Um, I called my brother like, Skippy B said I need to be on Spotify. 85,000 80, <laughs> 85, streams. That's good. 85,570 streams. Of important right now That's on Spotify on Spotify, y'all. So make sure y'all go on Spotify and check out Miss 007 MZ period 007. Let me tell you how many streams. Right there. Hmm. So That's it's nice. so it's reaching damn near a hundred thousand streams nice. on Spotify. <laughs> so that's good. So um you done you booked these shows, you've done that. Um, then what else? Then, then what happens next? Like it's just kind of are things slow down. Slow down, really. Oh, the slow down was real. Mm. Whoo! The slow down was real. Now, what caused the slow down? I don't know. <laughs> Cause I wasn't trying to slow down. So is it is, is it the? I mean, I mean, are folks sending you beats? Like they're trying to like. Like, what's going on? Are folks trying to, like, get Well, you? I'll tell you this. After, before the slowdown, I had ASAP Ferg hit me up and wanted me to be on his mixtape. Okay. I was on his Ferg Forever mixtape, track seven, on a record called Now. Okay. And so, that was a huge experience. Oh, man. A lot of, it was like, it's the record that did the best on his particular mix, that particular mixtape. Mm. Um... Then, I still, I mean, and th- when I say slow down, I mean, important never stopped. It has still gone viral. Oh, yes, I was still going. Yeah, it has, it still, it still goes viral once a year. Last summer, T-Boz from TLC posted it, got a million views on her Instagram. Really? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, like a lot of celebrities, Gabrielle Sidibe mm-hmm. from Empire, okay. Becky, posted it year before that went viral. I mean, um, Tess Holiday was, a lot of people don't know her, but she's one of my inspirations for modeling now, but she's the first plus size supermodel to ever be on Sports Illustrated mm. and numerous other illustrations that have never represented plus size women. Mm. Um, so it still gets more and more popular. The song won't die, it hasn't died. And you know, and you wanna know why? The money just slowed down. <laughs> but, you, but you want to know why the song will never die? Why? 
because everyone feels important. Yeah. In some sort it's of way. It's a forever record. Exactly. The word important is never gonna die. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the main thing, so so now that you have this record, these celebrities posted, people want to hear more from Miss 007. So what is it that you are doing now to bring them more, you know, more more music? Well, we put out a record. When I say we, my brother and I, we put out a record called God Got Me When Trump Got In The Office. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much talking about resilience and being black in America and things like that. And I ain't gonna say it didn't do well, but it didn't nearly do anything like important. So then we started trying to reevaluate my lane um, and what type of music I should put out. And then the TV and modeling and acting started happening, so it didn't really backburn the music, but it what it did was made me start, because I never stopped recording. Mm -hmm. I just stopped putting music out because you don't want to flop. Mm. You, if a song is still growing and doing its thing, from what I've learned, it's better to just keep letting that song grow mm. than to put out something and flop. Mm. Um, and I ain't, I don't want to flop. Mm. So I start creating other situations to keep myself relevant, like making background appearances on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. So you was on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood? Uh, yeah, this past season. Um, uh... Just in the background, I wouldn't have like I wasn't a character mm -hmm. or, you know. Okay, but you but, was in the background there. So if somebody, if, if 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 you look on there, you can see you back there, like oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know, like a lot of people called me. Okay. Hit me up. I saw you on the video about that. Um, but them type of situations allow me to be able to meet people. Mm -hmm. So, I met Safari. Mm -hmm. I met um, Hazel E. Okay. In um, I mean, it, it allows me to just be in rooms. I go to Grammy parties and I go, you know, do things like that now and I just keep my face relevant mm -hmm. because a lot of celebrities know me. Mm. Like, I walked in a Rick Ross uh, concert one day and he walked right up to me like, yo, I love what you're doing. I, I think I saw you post something about that. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I've been trying to be... The first lady of Maybach since the day I started rapping. Yeah. Literally have been trying to be the first lady of Maybach since the day I started rapping. Mm. Like that has been the goal. Did you watch that show? No. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> With the, the Dream and okay. Rick Ross and... No, this is why I didn't watch the show. I was in a meeting at MGM the day the show was about to kick off and they had all these celebrities names on the board now i've been in a lot of rooms mm -hmm. i've been in a lot of meetings i've been in every label i've been i've sat in jimmy Iveen's office for two and a half hours and listened to pop music that my brother helped him write and he didn't even asked who i was mm -hmm. i've been in so many rooms but i literally it's like I lost my train of thought. Being in so many rooms. That. Rick Ross. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, all these people, they know me. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he walked up to me. It was just like, I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. But the reason I didn't watch that show, that's where I was. Mm -hmm. The reason I didn't watch the show is because I had an opportunity to be on the show. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I wasn't on the show. Mm -hmm. So you was about to be on that show. I was sitting in the room when they was picking the people for the show. Mm. Behind the scenes, mm. I was at the production company mm. when they were picking the people. I saw all the names on the board. I knew who was gonna be on this show before anybody knew who was gonna be on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. But see, doesn't that feel, you know, just, just to know that, you know, because you gotta think, there's people back in St. Louis or, you know, that would love to be in your position, to even be in the room, to even be able to, know who's getting picked for the show. That's a blessing. You know what I mean? Even though you weren't picked for the show. Mm -hmm. That's the still four a blessing. Too. You ever heard of the four? The four? The four. Yeah, the, the Puffy show. They called me three times for that show. Mm. I auditioned for that show three times. I don't know what happened. You even had like 
people hitting my brother up like, we might got a show for her to be on. It's called The Ford. Mm. I don't know what came of it, but I wasn't picked. You know, that's because I think something, something else is coming your way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say I need my own show. I've recorded pilots, but that's what I was going to say a minute ago. Moving out here wasn't really for just me. Mm. It's a whole team of people that I started with that I had nothing but plans on bringing all them with me. So I started moving people out here. Now what about uh, 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 Birdo? Birdo's still out here, yeah. Okay. Everybody, nobody live, lives with me now, but um, everybody doing good, everybody doing their own thing. Birdo actually came out here to be my personal assistant mm-hmm. um, for a reality show that we had taken the pilot for. They actually got bought for by WeTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they paid 40, they put up a $40,000 budget. Mm-hmm. They were gonna pay me thirteen grand an episode. All of everybody I had had like Bill, Berto, my best friend Sierra, um, a group of dancers that I met called Pretty Big. They live in New York. Okay. Um, these are all my friends that I had. They flew them all out here, and it was gonna be good. But we TV shelved it. They mm. bought it and didn't put it on TV. Ain't that wild how how that type of shit works? They put that money up, and then some shit just never comes out. It's just like an artist being signed to a label. They sign the artist, do all this type of stuff, and they shell the artist. Mm-hmm. There's money out here to be made. There's money out. It's so much money out here to be, so much money out here that people spend money and never even use what they even spent the money on. That's why my brother never let me sign a record deal. Mm. Because he never want it to be a situation where I was shelved. And you was locked in something. Right. Makes sense. Because important. That was all indie. That's y'all. Well, it's us, but he signed to Sony. So on the publishing side, Mm. they don't take anything from me, Mm. but they take from him. Mm. So I got my split, I get all my split, Mm. but they they touch his split. Mm. So how he has it set up, I still get the, I'm the winner. So I appreciate that. So do you find um, folks back home like hating? Like. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the haters. Let's talk about I don't even want to talk about the haters. Well, just talk, let's talk a little bit. I about just had the a whole little episode people. went home, and <laughs> I don't even. Uh, uh, I'm done. Let's talk. Okay, so you want to talk about the haters? Okay. Well, just know no. that there's haters out there that yeah. you know they hate. They're like, oh, I've know. lost my closest friends. Yeah. I've, I've lost my closest friends. Because you moved? I really feel like I was always their friends and they was not mine. Mm. And I always feel like they was my friends for some type of intended game. Mm. Or, I don't know, they just never knew how to really be a friend. Mm. Um. And they would always say things like I was jealous of them, but it, the attribute, attributes of the, the things that they've shown me and the things that I've done, it's kind of like, bruh, you got way more far reasons to be jealous of me mm-hmm. than I ever got to be of you. Mm-hmm. And it really made me feel like all this time, they they literally have been trying to They've been so busy trying to beat me, not realizing I was trying to take them with me. Mm. Like, never realizing that this was for us. Mm. Never realizing that when I'm sitting down in meetings with WeTV, I got your name on the list, too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you always was a character in this, in this, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to kill you off, mm-hmm. and you don't even make it through the first episode. You know, know, it's it's like it gets to a point where I was talking to somebody about this the other day. You know, you can you can talk to people back home about, yeah, and then I did this today and I did this today. And to them, they can't really relate Mm -hmm. to what it is that you own. It's certain things that only you see that only you can relate. That's why you are around people that can relate to what you can relate to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. uh, it's like a certain, another level of the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't really talk about what it is you're going through I to like people that. that haven't been to the level that you are. And 
not everyone has been to the level that you've been around has been to the level of hearing their, their song on a Super Bowl Nobody. commercial. That in itself puts you on another level. I don't know nobody. I mean, like, I mean, you got people who, like, uh, who was a wheel and um, tough pose on 106 and Park. Like, I believe that was bigger than my thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know nobody that have done what I done did. Mm-hmm. Like, even the things that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, right now, I got a 60-second ad going completely viral, almost mm-hmm. 5 million views. Mm-hmm. On a clothing commercial, like... Mm-hmm. What, what 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 is that? What's, explain that. Talk about that. So basically, it's a company. It's like the plus size version of Fashion Nova. A lot of people heard of Fashion Nova. It's like an online clothing thing. Well, mm-hmm. DN Co. It's like the plus size version of that. And what they do is they have like personal stylists that you could do like take this little quiz, and a personal stylist, based off the quiz, will put together a couple of outfits for you and send them to you. If you like them, you can purchase them. If you don't, you can ship them back. Okay. So I did what they call an unboxing, like my box showed up and I did an unboxing. You're on it. I am right now currently the face of DN Co. Okay. Um, and so I got paid to do this little commercial, 60 second commercial, and I didn't even, I never expected to, like, to me going viral is an accident. It's not nothing that you just, oh, we finna go viral. No. That ain't how it works. Mm-hmm. It's always an accident. Mm-hmm. It's never intentional. Right. We put this ad out and all these women is just like, oh my God, her confidence. Oh my God, who is this? Oh my God, I love her. Oh my God, I'm, I've sold millions of these boxes now in a month. Mm. And this company is like, who is this girl? Mm. <laughs> it's like, now this is you? Me. This is you. This is your business? No. This is a company that has an online boutique. Okay, got you. So and the company, the company sold a million. Yeah, and but you're the face of it. Because of this commercial, yeah. they have now sold millions of boxes mm. off of my ad. Mm. So they have a database that tells them how many people clicked on my ad mm. and then went to their website from clicking on my ad and then purchased a box from clicking on my ad. Mm. I've sold millions of boxes through this ad. Mm-hmm. I'm only saying me because it was my face, my mm, voice, my yeah, me. Yeah. It was okay, me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Almost like the Patty Pie dude, how he sold yeah, all them pies yeah, for yeah, Patty. Yeah, yeah. Same exact situation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I haven't seen that. Gotta, gotta see that. I gotta, I gotta, that's I that's out. what's happening right now. Right now, as we speak. As we today, right this second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's what's up though. Congratulations yeah. on that. Um so what do you see yourself in the next you know, five, you know, five, let's say, let's, let's just say five years. Do you see yourself still being out here in L.A.? Do you see yourself moving back to St. Louis? Never. Ever. <laughs> you, said, you said that quick. <laughs> I'll buy St. Louis before I move back to St. Louis. Easy. I'll buy St. Louis and move it out here before mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I will not. Go back to St. Louis. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. For what? I would go buy a lot of property in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do that. I would clean up a lot of communities in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I would, there's several programs I would love to start that I've already written that I would love to start in St. Louis. Okay. Um, but I would not live in St. Louis. I would probably have a house everywhere in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just see myself being a mogul. I mean, music is in me forever. Um, but... Right now, along with the music, these clothes, fashion, um, and modeling, and acting are winning. Mm. Um, and the checks are bigger. Because mm. artists don't really make money off nothing but their shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depending on your deal, but nine times out of ten, your bread is going to come from your shows. The other checks are going to be small. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be what you think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now we're recording a lot of music for TV, film, ad, commercials. Mm-hmm. That's the type of music I've been recording. Gotcha. And that's why I haven't put any music out. That makes a lot, that makes a lot of sense. I had a, um, conversation with, uh, producer Mike City. 
and we were talking about, you know, just music for TV and film. That's where you got. That's where the money. You at. got people living up in, up in these houses, up in the hills, and all they do is make music for TV and film. That's where the music at. That's where the money at. Mm-hmm. Um, I love performing though. Like the stage is like my sanity. Mm-hmm. I'll perform on the corner of Crenshaw and be happy. <laughs> For real. I love performing, so that's never going to go anywhere. But I just, my eyes have been open to so many things. Like, So like, you know, because, um, you know, there's different people that I know of as well. Like, have different shows and things like that if you know if I know of any type of you know what I'm saying open shows like that definitely I mean you know if you're interested yeah, I always I mean, I definitely, as long as know, I ain't gotta pay I ain't paying for shit oh no no yeah, man. <laughs> this ain't St. Louis them days this is ain't over. St. Louis you know what I'm saying ain't, you ain't gotta pay to them days is over pay for slots and before I'm talking about like mm-hmm. an actual you know a venue with you know it's actually mm-hmm. folks performing mm-hmm. and I can be like yo you know what I'm saying check out this and you just come through and perform important. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's really just all about. Because, I mean, just based off the fact that you got that song, you can still just perform that song. Mm-hmm. That's it. And be done. You don't got to get up there and do no... Because every time somebody heard it, never heard it before, they hook instantly. And then be like, when did this come out? Yeah. It's a favorite song. I mean, but since I've been in L.A., I'm like I, like I tell you, I'm L.A. have a way of bringing things out of you that you never knew you had in you. I never in a million years would have thought I'd be acting and modeling and designing clothes. I just launched a bra line. Mm. I'm making custom couture bras with my own two hands. Mm. And I got them in high-end stores on, on Melrose in Hollywood. I'm like... Yeah. I'm, I got... Okay. <laughs> okay. I can't even... I can't even put it in words how that feel because... It'd be a trip if you ended up being on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Yeah. Or some. They kicked me off. They kicked you off. Okay, so I I did two I did two episodes background. Showed up for the third day. They told me I couldn't be on the set no more, and I was like, "Well, why?" And I'm joking with them, but I'm like, "Is it because I'm fat and I'm cute? I mean, what?" Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> They was like, honestly, your look is just way too polished. You don't look like background. You look like one of the talent. Mm. And I'm like, well, hire me then. Mm. Like, I am important. If you Google, I'm important. My face pop up. I mean, I deserve to be a Mm. talent. Mm. And they just laughing. I'm like, y'all laughing, but I'm for real. And y'all straight sending me home and I'm mad. Like, I'm mad. And they like... Don't be mad. Like we really can't even blend you in no more. You've been in two different scenes. Man. So what scenes were there? So people that can go back, they can look. You know. So which uh, season? What? Which and they season? chopped one of them. One of them didn't even air. The mm-hmm. second one didn't even air because I was in the scene with Lil Duval and Keisha Cole. When Keisha Cole went on her little date with the other comedian, it was really supposed to be Lil Duval. Okay. And I don't know if he fucked up with them or what, but mm. they cut him out and put a different comedian. But I was literally sitting in the frame mm. that whole day. So had that aired, that would I would have been sitting in a pretty much whole frame. Like okay. the camera was pointing at me. Mm. Um, but the other scene was when Keisha Cole's boyfriend performed his first single with his mixtape release. I was in the audience. Okay. And I had on a red, little red and black little flower shirt. Mm. It was nice. But even with that, like they chopped that up so good, cause he jumped right off the stage and hugged me. Mm. They didn't even show that. Really? Hmm. Mm. Hey, listen, you know, um, hey, I mean, just to kind of talk and, and, and hear about your journey, and and from us coming from the same city, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's. It's inspiring to hear your story. You know what I'm saying? Because we we tend to be in our own space when we come out here, but not knowing that others are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. That you know, we all going through the same thing. We all on a journey. We all on a path. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to hit you up because I knew, you know, what I'm saying you from the hometown, mm-hmm. and I know people back home they want to hear the raw, uncut version of you and talk about. 
you know what I'm saying, like the ups and the downs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, it, it's, it's one thing about being important, but let's talk about when literally you yourself was in that space and you was like, man, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And got me and three of my friends living in a 400 square feet apartment. Yeah. And they done shelved my, my TV show. Yeah. We done had this huge production company, production video, everything. I mean, like real, everything we practiced for. We was at the crib making movies. Mm-hmm. We was at the crib doing shows. Yeah. Got us to Hollywood, and then now, now I feel like, oh, I didn't drop the ball. I didn't let my friends come over. I didn't, we broke. We, you know, we gonna eat lunch tomorrow. We, <laughs> it's been bad, but, but it just shows the ups and downs of Hollywood. Yeah, and they and they they witnessed it. Yeah, they witnessed well. it. They witnessed. They witnessed so, the ups, the downs. The, I mean, I didn't walk Berto and Bill right in. Um, uh, Randy Jackson office. Mm-hmm. We sat there, talked to him, laughed with him, walked right in. Right. Uncle Randy, what's up, Uncle, Uncle mm-hmm. Randy? You know, like just talking crazy, like mm-hmm. man, walked me right in CAA, got me an agent, like mm-hmm. you know, like they seen it mm-hmm. with their own eyes. Um, relationships that I built on my own, even without my brother, like I've I've, I've met and been called by owners of like and mind you these are all gay guys too mm-hmm. on all the little clubs in hollywood boosie bellow that's hollywood and all that yeah i mean mm-hmm. the big 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 clubs though that mm-hmm. all the celebrities perform at mm-hmm. owners of those clubs calling me hitting me on instagram oh my god i love you i'm important come perform in my club mm-hmm. come they, drink and with they, me and they pay you no, they, they just want me to come party. To come and see, by you doing that, though, you're gaining Gaining relationships. And all that. And, and, they're like, oh, I like this. Now they're going to Spotify. And yeah, this is how Apple I met music, Drake, though. You know what I'm saying? So I you met. met Drake. Yes, met Drake. Talk about that. So my friend Marcus Malerno, he is the queen of clubs. Okay. And he's um, owner of, like, Delilah, Boosie Bellows, which are very known to celebrities, like, exclusive invite only private invitation clubs um he hits me on instagram is like yo get dressed bitch i'm like where we going (laughs) drake's after party is at my club tonight for the american music awards last year i'm like what i'm getting dressed so (laughs) i get dressed need a haircut everything i look a mess to myself i threw on my little cape made myself look real 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 like fancy Got on this hood. I look like I'm Illuminati all the way walking up in this club. <laughs> but I had to because this is Drake. Mm-hmm. He in there, his daddy in there. We got Ty Dollar Signs in there. We got Russell Simmons in there. We got some of the Jenners in there. We got like people, people, people in there. Mm-hmm. I walk right in. Drake is all over me. Like not physically, but. Asking people, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Mm-hmm. Who is she? Mm-hmm. Who is the girl with the thing on her head? Like, mm-hmm. who is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All night long. And I'm just like elbowing my brother like, you see him? You see what he doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like, yeah, chill. I'm like, you think he know me? Because when I'm, like I said, when I'm at Rick Ross, he like, keep doing your thing. I love what you're doing. Da, da, da. He already knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm hoping Drake didn't know who I was, though. So... One of the my friends who own one of the partners of the club, he like, did you meet Drake? And I'm like, no. He's like, Drake, come meet my friend. Walked up to me. I was I couldn't even say nothing. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I could I couldn't even believe it. I ain't get no picture or nothing. Mm. I could I I was speechless. I just was like, I don't know what made me say this, but I was like, can you please just check your Instagram? <laughs> check your Instagram. <laughs> And what made you say that? Okay, I said that because every day around that time, this mm. is when I was like gung-ho crazy about him. Mm. So every day I would go live and have my fans or post something and have my fans tag him. Mm. And so I just wanted him to see all these tags because one of my fans had made this commer- uh, cartoon. Right, I think I remember seeing something like that. And I just needed, I wanted him to see that cartoon. Mm. And I just had everybody, all my followers, just tag him in this cartoon. Mm. And I was like, please, go check your Instagram. My fans, our fans created this cartoon. You have to see and I don't know if he really heard me. He probably was tripping off the fact that I said it, but he was like, okay, and walked away. 
Because when he came over to me, he kind of jogged like he couldn't wait to meet me. And then when I got over and I said this weird ass shit, he was like, uh, okay. And walked away. Mm. Like, I mean, we hugged. That's about the only thing so I can say. See it? I don't know. Oh. His dad did, though. His dad seen it? Because his dad actually followed me. And now his dad asked me for a picture. His dad saw me and was like, you just a beautiful little big girl. <laughs> I said, little big girl. He mm. said, yes. Come on, take a picture with me. And I was like, with my phone? He like, yeah. So, you know, he from Memphis. He mm. country. Mm. So we took the picture, but it was too dark, so I never posted it. Mm. And I was nervous when I took the picture with him. And I just... It was like a selfie. It was mm. all fucked. I was just mm. nervous. I was just <laughs> nervous. I've never been like starstruck in my life since wow. I met him. Wow. Him and Rick Ross. I'm just losing. I can't. Well, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So, t- so tell me this: If an artist wants to contact you, how, how can your how can people that want to reach out to you maybe get a feature from you? How can they reach out to you? How can, how can they okay. find you? Unfortunately, at this time, I am not doing any collaborations or features mm-hmm. until I have completed my current project. Mm-hmm. My brother and I are putting out an album, God willing, this summer. Okay. Once the project is complete, we will consider collaborations. Okay. We are always looking for beats. Yeah, if anyone wants to reach out and send beats, okay. you can email mz007music at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me at mz007music everywhere. Instagram, SoundCloud, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere is Miss 007 Music, except YouTube is Miss 007STL. Um, yeah, and that's how you can reach me. That's how they can reach you. Okay. <laughs> or you could just Google I'm important. Okay. And there you go. And there you go. Well, you know what, Miss 007, I appreciate you coming to see me. Always. You I know, I couldn't pass up an opportunity. I literally been out here five years and I ain't seen you since <laughs> I've been here. You got to cut my hair. Everything, you know what? <laughs> a lot of what I do is right here in the valley. So I tend to pretty much stay. When I, I work here in the valley, and I. I'm over here a lot more valley, now. You know what I'm saying? So. I got friends over here now. I work. Okay, okay. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming through and lounging with Skip. And until next time. I'll talk with you all later on the next episode of Lounging with Skip. Peace.